Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the side I'm told. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. This is Pettit. This is Robert. And unfortunately, we got to talk about another Dagum loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it was uh, not fun. Again, it was, you know, it was a fine game, but obviously the outcome sucked. Um, I had a, I have a little story time for us before we get into it though. So Pettit and I went to the game, and uh, we had um, you know the, that this game was actually the first game we had been to since the Bengals playoff game, and back around the playoff game, you may remember we had those shirts, the Return of the King shirts, which are still available if you want to check it out on PrimetimeTitans.com, I believe. Anyways, um. I had made a bet with a Cincinnati Bengals fan who was in – he's in law school with one of my friends. Shout out Jack Wagster. He, he's he been on the, the pod before. Um, we had a bet that whoever won would – the other person would buy a shirt of the choosing. And so if we had won, the Bengals fan would have bought in the Return of the King shirts. We lost, obviously, and I did not pay my end of the bet. We had texted after the game. He was like, honestly, it's fine. If you don't want to buy it, you don't have to. So I didn't. I didn't buy a shirt. And I show up at the tailgate on Sunday, and this Bengals fan is there. And Mr. Waxer, um, shout out Mr. Waxer, he basically makes me repay this debt. And I had to shotgun a beer, and uh, I did have to say who day. At the beginning of it, of it, so just wanted to put that out there, Robert. I really know you wanted to hear that story, um, but I just had to have that story time. I'm glad that you're following through on lost bets when I didn't originally. Yeah. So um, we here at the Primetime Titans are primetime honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, that's that's a little story time. Uh, now into the Bengals game. Um, Robert said it before. He is not thrilled with this Titans team. Uh, I'd say Penn and I are the same way. Robert might be a little less thrilled. Um, I don't know. A, th- a game like this is what makes you kind of go back to how, at least it makes me go back to how I was feeling earlier in the year where, I mean, our offense moved the ball but we couldn't score in the red zone. And so I don't know I don't know if does this game make you feel like again bad about the season? I mean the Packers game was awesome. I felt great about the team. Yeah, I I guess where I am is I just I don't know what I'm rooting for. Let me explain that. We're a run first physical defensive minded football team that does not have a good offensive line. So those things just don't go very well together. 
So you would think with a very physical team with a really good defense and a smart head coach, okay, you're going to get a good offensive line and you're going to be able to run the ball, you're going to be able to pound the rock. But we we can't do that against run, good run defenses. We clearly couldn't do that, that, that against the Broncos. Um, there's some good clips on on Twitter about the Broncos – starting to play a bare front against us, which is a nose guard over the center. And then um, your two defensive tackles come in and they play in the B gaps. And then your two linebackers play um, closer together and they're right off of the right in between the the nose guard and the defensive tackles five yards off the ball. So you've got five guys literally between the, the tackles in the tackle box on defense. And then you play your two outside rushers outside the tackles. Um, and I, we have not had an answer for that since the Broncos game. Um, we're continuing to run the football. We threw the ball a lot more this game against the Bengals, but let's just face it. We're just either not very, we're not very good at throwing the football and I, for the life of me, I don't know why we ever throw the football to some of the people we throw it to, like Jeff, Jeff Swaim, right? It's almost like we don't care that we have bad players. We don't care that they're not very good, and we choose to throw it to them anyway. We choose to use them anyway. It, it's it's getting to the point where, where I can't even get that upset about it. I just have kind of, like, accepted it. I'm like, all right, whatever. We're going we're gonna to continue – doing this and it's we're going to keep scoring 16 points a game and I, I really truthfully I think I've gotten to the point I don't think anybody on our offense other than Derek and Traylon Burks are very good like I don't think any of them what about are Chig okay Chig yeah he's fine he could be good he's a project though like he's still young he's raw he still doesn't get the ball enough he doesn't get the ball enough like I don't think anybody is is top 15 if you have 32 positions 32 starting tight ends in the nfl i don't think any of our tight ends are you don't think austin hooper's i think he's got to be like nine no no yeah i think he's like 25 not nine. i think austin hooper should be significantly I'd say more he's involved like right in the at offense, and you're gonna you would have the exact opposite opinion if he was actually involved in the offense more may, may, listen may, maybe you're right i just don't think austin hooper's higher than 25 of tight ends in the NFL. There's 24 other tight ends that are going to make that catch against the Packers like he did? Yeah, I think so. I think there's I also know. 24 other tight ends who are better run after the catch, who don't drop that ball uh, going into halftime on on the sideline, where if you catch it, you step out of bounds. Now you have one play on the four-yard line to, to try to score. Um, oh, yeah, that was bad. He's There's certainly 24 better blockers. He's not a very good run blocker. I mean, don't even get me going on Jeff Swaim. Jeff Swain's garbage. I, I don't want to get going on Jeff Swain. He's not. He's not worthy of that. We've are, He is terrible, and I hate him. And that's that's all. That you know all who else is said about? You know Jeff who Swain. else is terrible? Is Aaron Brewer? Yeah, Aaron Brewer is awful. He's tiny and he's terrible. <laughs> Which Dennis Daly? You want to? Oh my gosh, Dennis Daly's horrendous. <laughs> <sighs> Petit Prayer had a few. Mess up at least, the, like you can year, say, Petit Friere and Chig, like they're rookies, but you see the talent. Like in three years, yeah, yeah. they could be no, legit, be yeah, like David Long type players, where it takes them two to three years 
and then they hit this level where, oh, they're actually one of the better starters in the NFL. I, That's West what I see for Chig and P, PFF, but they're not there yet. I will say uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina impressed me with some catches this game. Yeah, I, I mean, he did. I but, think like, he just he was, got to a spot and caught the football. Well, yeah, and that's all we need him. That's the kind of receiver we need him to be. I would rather have some guys who, like, could take it 20 yards after the catch. Yeah, and that's, that, that's like you're saying, that's Traylon Burks. I mean, yeah. like, even when we had A.J., we didn't necessarily have that many guys that could do that either. It's just, as a fan, and I'll stop and pass it, pass the mic here to pet it. As a fan, there's certain times where you lose a game, and you're like, you know what? I still feel good about this team. Like the Chiefs. That was fun to watch. Like, I, f- I feel like we can score with anyone. I feel like we can stop anyone, blah, blah, blah. And... With this team, whether they win or lose, I don't ever feel good about it. I never feel good about it. So that's where it's I am. been a really it's been a weird kind of frustrating year so far. I would I would agree. Pet it. Yeah. What do you think? Definitely. Maybe maybe being at the game it felt different, but uh, it really did feel like a very very even game. I don't know if you would agree, JG. I mean, final was twenty sixteen. So I really thought. And I think this might be a hot take, at least to Robert. But um, I really thought the difference was the O-line on both sides. The Bengals' O-line played very, very well. We only had one sack. Only had one sack. Hardly any pressures. Jeffrey Simmons didn't do anything. Um, They were running the ball. Joe Burrow had time. I mean, he had so much time in the pocket. He had those long runs because he had so much time in the pocket. There was just all this such an advantage to Joe Burrow and yet I still think that the corners and the DBs played very well considering there was no pressure um but I mean if you look on the other side it was like Tannehill had significantly less time we weren't running the ball well at all and being at the game it also was just like it really felt like the difference was us continually trying to run the ball with Derrick Henry and I said this at the game I was like I love Derrick Henry that's not his game. They figured it out. They, it's not working. Let's stop trying to run the ball. Let's put Hilliard in. He had two runs for like 16 yards. And it was like, let's go that route. It, it works with him in the game. He's more of a threat throwing the ball. Let's just put him in every game or every play from here on out in the second half because Derrick Henry was not doing anything. And, you know, the difference was I think we had, what, 40 yards of rushing? And the Bengals had 120-something. Yeah, Samaje Piran had a good game. So that's where I felt like the difference was. And then they made a couple clutch cu- clutch catches. I mean, whoever that unheard guy is on uh, their wide receiver Irwin made a crazy or something. third down catch. Yeah. And then they their touchdown, no, that long T. Higgins catch, Fulton was there. It got it got very unlucky that, that he didn't bat it down with, I think with it was his McCreary. arm up there. I think McCreary was the one on him on that play. Oh, either one. But he was there. It also looked like T. Higgins got a little bit of push off. There was also um, a similar play on the same sideline, going the same direction, where Fulton barely missed batting down the T. Higgins catch. Yeah, that's I think T- what I'm referring to. He put his okay, arm, yeah. he put his left arm up, and that, it literally yeah, that was as close down, as can be from from batting. He played perfect defense. It's like just you know, I mean, T. Higgins made T. Higgins made incredible catches. Like DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They've just got 
plenty of options. Same game parlays, weekly specials, super cool, you know, game props, DK squares. They got plenty of options. And it's just it's just the best. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to one hundred percent boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. More legs you add, bigger the boost. Bigger your shot to win. So, when it comes to the Titans, we have the Eagles this week. All right? Playing the Eagles. I'm going to go to a quick same-game parlay on DraftKings, and I'm looking at Titans' money line, the Eagles' first quarter, and then an – it sounds crazy, but I'm going to over 44.5 total points. Yes, maybe bold. But it's the same game parlay, and it's plus 850, and I want it. That's what I'm going with. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. Uh, also, Trey Avery was dominant. Rookie. Where I don't even know where he went to college. I but think Rutgers. Oh, played wow. for Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano. <laughs> wow. He played very, very, very well. And even in at the game, it was very noticeable how dominant he was as a cornerback. He might be the steal. Did we, is he undrafted? He's an undrafted. Yeah, guy. he's undrafted. He might be huge pickup. So we got to get undrafted. Free agents from Rutgers to find corners with good backs. It's like for every for every Jeff Swaim and Cody Hollister and like Caleb Farley, like crappy player. John Robinson's always like, yeah, but Trey Avery, right, undrafted guy. Andrew Adams. Oh yeah, but to your tart. But and that's true. I don't know. I guess I don't know if I want to. Maybe I shouldn't have opened that can. Can of I say this too about Jeff Swaim? I love <laughs> I, I love know. having a good blocking tight end. But he's not a good blocker. He's not even good That's at blocking. That's the problem. I love having a good blocking wide receiver in Cody Hollister. But but you also have to like be able to do something else and catch the football and he's not that good of a blocker. So I'm like if <laughs> Has you're going to been on a pass play if if you're going to if you're going to last four games sign these guys to do certain roles. Okay, I get it. Like we're not going to be a team that's going to go out and get Kadarius Tony as our fourth wide receiver. Like we're not going to have these flashy speed guys and run the spread offense and do reverse passes like Andy Reid. We're just not. So we're going to go get guys who are good blocking tight ends. Like we're gonna, We should have the best blocking tight end in the NFL because that's the brand of football we play. But we have a terrible blocking tight end. That's my problem. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if you're going to invest in being, like, being a run offense, let's get the best tight yes. end, blocking tight end. Go get the best. That doesn't – that he can't catch a football to save his life. Yes, agreed. You should have a your your offensive line. They should all be plus run blockers, and none of them are, except maybe Ben Jones. All right, continue. We on missed Trey Ben Avery. Jones, and we missed Danico Autry big time this game. And I think Jeff, Big Jeff, is still hurt. I don't think he is. Yeah, he's not right. He doesn't look the same. Mm-mm. And but 
Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say again that goes with the Bengals O line. They they played very well, and I know this is a this is the hot take I was kind of referring to earlier. Robert Brown said, I don't know why I refer to use Robert Brown specifically, <laughs> but uh, he said the difference in the game was Joe Burrow vastly outplayed Ryan Tannehill. And I don't believe that was the difference. I think the difference was the line play. And I think the difference was the run game. Because if you look at the stats, Tannehill played just as well as Joe Burrow did. And honestly, he was playing better until that very end of the fourth quarter. And we still haven't even talked about how I think Tannehill ties that game at the very end if Kevin Strong isn't the dumbest player in the NFL <laughs> on a field goal. Yeah, but that's a hard... And we missed a field goal. Let's not forget about that. With our shoot act, yeah, with the worst kicker pickup of all time. Well, he didn't make. He made two. Have he? you read about this guy? Pettit no. looked up his stats from college. He was like, "Why are, he played? Why do one, we like this?" He guy? played one year in college. One year. Well, how did he do in that one year? He was like twenty-four for twenty-eight, which is the school record for Iowa. Which <laughs> I don't know if that's good for <laughs> Iowa. His career long is a fifty-one yarder, and I'm like. I I just don't maybe under- he impressed him in practice. I just don't understand how this guy would does Jeff and Swain it, impress him in practice too or something. Clearly, he also I don't know if you know he's he's five seven. So it's just like again, kickers can be all different shapes and sizes, <laughs> but I think usually short is not the one that you want. Well, let's go back to I that. Let's go back to the late game penalty. <laughs> let's go back to that last penalty. Um, it was on Kevin Strong. They called unnecessary roughness. And basically, you can't hit the snapper in the head or neck area. And I watched that replay, and it was not egregious. It was not. I, I thought it was it was pretty, uh, pr- pretty ridiculous for the ref to call that at that juncture in the game. Like that's that kind of that kind of ticky tack stuff happens all the time on field goals, and when you're trying to block a kick. Like it's just that kind of that that stuff's gonna happen. I think the snappers sold it pretty well. I just thought it was pretty weak, pretty weak on the NFL. To, to and it's just you know I think that with TV and instant replay, refs are getting more and more in, entitled to to take games into their own hands, and it's just it's frustrating. Like let the players decide the game on the field. I don't know if I think t- I think we I think Tano could have led us on a drive after that, but. I think he would have. I just – our red zone offense against the Bengals, it was not great. Whether it was Tannehill's fault, example, not seeing Robert Woods open coming out of the backfield on a third down, or Todd Downing's fault, calling random screen plays that Derrick Henry didn't even really know the play that was happening. Oh, yeah. That, that screen bad. to Dontrell Hilliard. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was Derrick supposed to go the other way. Was it? It was no, a fake screen. It, it was so bad. It was a, it was a fake string screen to Hilliard, and we had two O linemen leaking out the other way and For had Burks okay. set up. But the but Hubbard read it and was in the way, and so Tannehill kind of improvised and ended up. So it wasn't supposed to go to Hilliard. Okay, well, it was a terrible play. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I like I that I can't remember that might have gotten us to thirteen or something. That drive just stalling out right there is just terrible. And Chig, to your point, Chig dropped a pass on like third and six, like yeah, on the two yard line. I just like, I don't, 
I just I don't know if I would have had confidence in the way we were playing in the red zone. Here's another to make a game winning drive like that. Here's another or a game tying drive. Another play to your point about red zone miscues. Um, we just had that first down where um, the entire offensive line like came and pushed. I think Traylon had the ball. He gets to catch and he yeah it was sweet and he like runs into Jesse Bates and then the O line comes and like four of them are pushing and we oh, yeah, six yeah. or seven yards. Yeah. It was awesome. So we just had that play. It's on first down. We're in the red zone and we run. Um, we have two tight ends to the right side and then two wide receivers to the left side and we call we call that in middle school football we call that twins formation, <laughs> uh, twins right and we're running it to the left. We're running a stretch zone play to the left and. Mike Hilton is the slot corner on uh, Robert Woods. And he's playing a little bit inside. And you can hear it on the broadcast. Tannehill goes, uh, nickel, watch the nickel blitz. Watch the nickel blitz. And he points at Mike Hilton. So he knows Mike Hilton's coming based on probably the, the safeties rotating over the top and the way Hilton was aligned. And NPF either doesn't hear him or doesn't know that that means he's got to come off of his – double team that he's assigned on the three technique and he's got to go and step out and pick up the nickel and Mike Hilton comes and just destroys Derek in the backfield and it's just really or I'm sorry it wasn't NPF it was Dennis Daly at the left tackle so it's just really simple that's a, that's like a basic assignment miscue for the left tackle when you're running stretch to the left and you hear there's a hot blitz coming in your gap you can't step down and block the three technique with the guard. You can't climb. You can't block the three technique and climb to the Mike backer at that point. You've got to go out and pick up that big blitz. We've got to get the play started. And it's just simple, easy things like that over and over and over that kill this team every week, whether we win or lose. We're just doing dumb stuff all the time. And I don't know. First, I don't know what it is. Mike Hilton, it's like he knows every play that we always run. He's the one who had the interception. In the uh, in the playoff game yep. when we tried the Chester Rogers bubble screen, and then he made that play. And also, I, it, not even only Michael Hill or Mike Hilton, the whole team, the Bengals. It's like they have a tell or something where they know when we're running. And yes, the tell probably could be our personnel that's out there. Cody Hollister is on the field for two straight plays after the long Traylon Burks touch or uh, pass. I looked at Pettit. When that when that play happened, and I looked at him and I was like, "If we don't score a touchdown here, if we don't get six here, I'm going to be furious. We have to score six here. We can't kick another field goal. We need to score a touchdown." Two straight plays. Cody Hollister in the game, only receiver with multiple tight ends. What are we doing? We're running it. We run straight into the line for two straight plays, and then we have a third down and like seven or eight that we have to score a touchdown on. It's just. It's ridiculous. So maybe it's not even the Bengals. Maybe it's how we're calling the plays. But I don't know. I just and, – and like I said, some of that is to blame on Tannehill because he missed T uh, Robert Woods open. But then I think there's also a lot to blame still on Todd Downing. So I just – this kind of game just makes you question again and makes you worry about the team. I just don't know if I see us – Doing anything more than making the playoffs. And it's demoralizing because we've been talking about this for weeks. And nothing's changing. There are times, I feel like the Packers game, there's at least enough to say that there's some hope. change. Yeah, I, 
the Packers game gave me a sense of hope. And honestly, the Bengals game still did too. We were, yeah. we were moving the ball. It's not like we were stalling out. And, and too, like, I don't – I kind of am just now thinking of this, but it wasn't like a – it wasn't like other games this year where it was a drastic fall off in the second half. Like, yeah. I know we maybe Did what we, we scored six points in the second half because it was ten ten at half. We score in the fourth quarter. Uh, I I don't know. I think we still for the entire season. What we're going into week twelve. Is that right? We're going into week thirteen. Week thirteen. We've scored seven points in the fourth quarter this season. Does that still hold? Well, we are averaging five point six points a game in the second half which is 31st in the nfl can anybody guess who's 32nd the Texans. denver broncos the denver broncos Ooh. uh they're just i'm Actually, the so glad this only is score not, in the second <laughs> i'm so glad i'm not think about our offensive was think about theirs that's just don't let's not even think about that let me ask you guys <laughs> a question <laughs> since y'all are at the game um what is the problem with Cincinnati Bengals fans? I don't know, but they were pretty obnoxious. Why? What, what, if, what did we – maybe I just missed this at some point in time, but – I'm with you. I know they, where you're going with they this. Are, they are like over-the-top mad at Tennessee Titans fans and our, and our team. I, honestly, I don't – I think that they have Joe Burrow as their quarterback. They made a run to the Super Bowl last year. They you know are, what it is? It's what? little man syndrome. They have never they have not been good in my lifetime. Have they been when's the last time they were good? Andy Dalton. The Andy Dalton years. Yeah, yeah but they won like one playoff game. Yeah, but I mean they were good. They were making the playoffs every year. Yeah. I, okay, here's what I think. I think they finally have a team that's legitimate and that hasn't been the case in like thirty years. And they don't know how to handle themselves. And they see, and we've had success on and off. We've been had an up and down franchise. We've been to the Super Bowl, and we've we've been the number one seed in the AFC. And so, I'd be curious to hear if other fan bases in the AFC feel like this. But it's almost like they don't know how to handle themselves because they've never been here, and so they just go over the top. And it's literally like you're the old adage: "Act like you've been there before." They can't. They don't know how to act like they've been there before. So they're just any chance they get against any AFC team. They are just obnoxious, rubbing it in, and that's the only thing I can think of because I can't fathom why we bring out this anger and animosity in them. I'm like, hey guys, if y'all hate us that much, I guess that's a compliment. We don't really hate y'all. We don't really. No, no. I mean, we hate them because of the way they act. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm. I mean, yeah, I obviously hate them because they ruined our best chance at making a run yeah but they won the game like last year what do they have to get mad at us for yeah i know that's a good point i don't know and ted karras the guard for the for the Bengals, telling saying f you tennessee as he's walking off the field yeah supposedly in the kneel downs we were diving i don't even think diving i think we were playing and like hitting them on the kneel downs to where we were like getting our last hits out i don't know yeah, it just it feels like I don't know. I'm it with feels you. like it's like if like we're That's the, the last Vols, Bengals game I want to go to. It feels like if we're the Vols and like historically they're Kentucky, and like they hate us, and we're kind of like, nah, yeah, I, I guess, but but 
we got the Colts and <laughs> yeah, we got some other teams that we'd care a lot more about. That is beating. a good maybe that that's a good the problem. Thought, maybe that's why we don't beat them. Maybe maybe we need to start taking it more seriously. I just don't. That is a good question though. On like, I wonder how other AFC fans feel. Yeah, um, I am currently 0-3 against the Bengals. The games I've been to, <laughs> he's been to the last three <laughs> Bengals games and we've lost all three. I think I got to stop going to <laughs> Bengals games because I went to the. I went to Cincinnati when they were really bad. Twenty twenty, and we lost. And then I went to the playoff game. And I went to the game on Sunday. Yeah, if we play him in the playoffs, <laughs> so you're banned from going. I kind if of. If we play him I, in the playoffs, I, I, I don't. A, yeah, I agree. If we if we play him in the playoffs, something like I will think we are going to lose up until the clock strikes zero and we have more points. If, if you're we a Bengals to, fan, oh, they got to be. Confident. Please reach out and tell us what in the world. <laughs> Why you get so worked up playing us? I mean, it's kind of a compliment to me because we don't—you don't bother us. Y'all, I've beaten us three times in a row, but it's not like I'm—they bother me. They definitely bother me. Really? Recently, because they of, bother you because of how they act. No, well, because of what happened. Because we in haven't the playoff beaten game. them. We haven't yeah. beaten Joe Burrow. Yeah, but you that don't. Who'd you rather when you when you open up? And they the, did it without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. And uh, they have such good offensive weapons. Awuzie, is that his name? Chidobi Awuzie, yeah. He tore his ACL a few They weeks did it ago. without like three of their best players. Yeah, but I'm talking about. They still have a good I'm talking roster. about like the historical rivalry and the fans and like. Yeah, I'm just talking right now. They bother me right now. It's not like I they have. They do a, need to get knocked down a few. Somebody needs to punch them in the mouth. Well, they kind of did get punched. In the, they're 0 3 in their division. They started off 0 3. Well, they're division. 7 seed in the playoffs right now. I think right now they're sixth. We would play them right now. If playoffs started right now, we would play them. And I would not go. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) At least that's how it was in the afternoon slot. I uh, think they're seventh seed right now. Okay. Okay. One thing I do feel like we need to talk about is Traylon Burks. This can be quick. Traylon Burks is a he's a baller. He's a stud. Are we getting to a point where we can like confidently rely on him to be that game changer we needed in the passing game to where I mean I feel like he already has done that. Well, we're kind of we're kind of at that point in large part because of the the dearth of talent elsewhere, the lack of talent. I've never I don't think I've heard the word dearth before. Well, there you go. Learn something new, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um the lack of talent in our wide receiver core demands now, this is how most rational coaches would approach this. Let me just let me just say that. I don't know what Todd Downing is going to do. Probably not this. We should be giving Traylon Burks over eight targets a game. He should be probably getting ten double-digit targets a game. This is probably going to sound familiar to you all who've listened to us for, <laughs> for a while now because we said the same thing about A.J. We've got to get A.J. the football. He has to get 10, 12, 15 targets a game. Well, that was because A.J. was really good. And – I think this is more because everybody else is really bad. Traylon is, is – Well, I think he's still really good, though. I think yeah, Traylon's but I don't think really he's good. at the A.J. level yet. No, he could get no. there. He could get there, and there's been some flashes, and it's exciting. I think it's time – But this is, and this isn't even a Todd Downing thing. Tannehill's really bad about this. Tannehill does not um, – He's for three years, he's never done this. He's never um, consistently targeted our best players with the football. He reads the defense, 
and the first thing that's open, he throws the ball to, regardless of matchup, regardless of skill level. He does not look at the defense and think, oh, we've got Traylon on the left against this corner. I like that matchup. Even if that may not technically be open in quotation marks, I like that matchup. And sometimes in football, you've got to go with the matchup that's to your advantage to win. I mean, you saw Burrow do it to Burrow Higgins did it to Higgins, times. absolutely. Any Irwin beating, was it Avery? Yeah, on that third I think it down. was Avery on that third like, down. Sometimes you have to throw it to your best players and trust them to make plays. And Tannehill is notoriously bad at that. He only throws well, it to open guys. What's funny, too, is when he, like, the 49ers game last year, when he would go to A.J. multiple times. Oh, my gosh, it was beautiful. We, won. we like, A.J. It won was uns- that game. It was unstoppable. Yeah. So, I, yeah. No, I'm with you. I turned to Pettit during the game, and I was like, I'm about to turn into Robert last year when he would talk about getting A.J. the ball 18 times a game. That's how. That's where I am with Traylon. Yeah, I'm I want. With you. I want Traylon the ball. He played, I think, sixty-six percent of the snaps. He needs to play more. He does. Like, I think he needs to still play more. He's he's great. He snagged that ball out of the air. It was an incredible catch. I hate that his first ever touchdown in the NFL was a <laughs> fumble recovery in the end zone. But, but wait a wait it a, was wait still a hustle. Great, yeah, great hustle play. So I don't know, Pettit, how you feel about Traylon Burks. I'm with I'm with Robert. I think he's very very good. I think his potential will be very very good, but I don't necessarily think he's better than like a Michael Gallup. You know what I mean? At least right now, and yeah. it's kind of insane that we're like let's throw Michael Gallup the ball twenty times a game. But I I agree. It, it is lack of talent around him. He is the only guy getting separation. I think the only guys you should throw to are truthfully. I think the only guys you should throw to on the offense is. Uh, Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper, and Jake. Not Robert Woods. Robert Woods. I mean, he's de- he's definitely on the list. Yeah, for me. I mean, he's a, yeah, sure he can get. What a about Hilliard? Oh, absolutely. I okay, wait. Now you're changing my Hilliard. <laughs> I I just mean, love Dontrell Hilliard. He is a current like top three current Titan. Traylon Burks is on the team. Traylon Burks to go back to Traylon. <laughs> uh, he's the only guy that I think. On our offense, him and Hilliard are the only guys that I think can get yards after the catch. Yeah, maybe Chig. Well, Chig did against Chig, the yeah. Chiefs. But like Austin Hooper, I'm just like, he is going to catch it. He's going to make clutch move plays. The chains. Yeah. Gonna, Robert Woods, probably going to catch it, move the chains. <laughs> so you agree <laughs> that Austin he's... Hooper can't move the ball after he catches it? No, but I not necessarily, but I also think that he... <laughs> he just said that. But there no, are no, even I said, like... By when I say no, I mean... I mean, how many... I agree. I agree. Are, are there 24 tight ends that... Tyler Higby. Would you rather have Tyler Higby or Austin Hooper? Tyler Higby. Higby. Me too. Tyler are we about Higby. to go through 15 tight ends? I'm about to give you about eight unless you guys... Okay, yeah. Okay. See. David Njoku. Njoku. Uh, Evan Ingram. Hooper. Really? Yeah. I think Hooper has more, sure, year, I think yeah. has more sure hands than Evan Ingram. Oh, he yeah. does have more sure I hands. I also can't stand Evan Ingram. Who makes, your, who makes your offense better? I'm going Austin Hooper. Jelani Woods. Dude, that's tough because Jelani Woods is pretty good, but Austin Hooper's No, he's, he's got the experience. He's a veteran. I'm taking Austin Hooper. All right, we don't actually have to go through all of this. Pat Fryermuth. Okay, Mike Fryermuth. Gusecki, You're naming all like – Travis Kelsey. Okay. Greg Dolchich. <laughs> I'd probably have Dulcich. I actually. would have everyone I just mentioned over Austin Hooper. That's only like seven guys. Well, you just told me to stop. I'll keep going. No, no. Go through every NFL team if you want. No, no, I just don't. No think offense. That. No. Eh. 
Hawkinson. Yes. Tunyon. No. <laughs> All of them over Hooper. I'd take Hayden Hurst in a heartbeat over Okay, Austin yeah, Hooper. Hayden Hurst is solid. I All still right. think he's number 25. I mean, the rate I'm going, I'll probably hit 25 <laughs> here in a few minutes. Cole Komet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, okay, but I still think that he's better than you, you're giving him credit for. How about Henderson and Bowers on the Georgia Bulldogs? Take both of them over oh, Hooper pff. right now. Uh Darnell Washington. Oh, sorry, Darnell Washington. Well, I'm taking Brock Bauer. We're, I think the Titans should tank next year to get Brock Bowers in the draft. I would love that. Um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we're, we're getting off the rails. I think you can make the argument that Delaney Walker is better than Austin Hooper right now. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, moving forward, let's wrap this up here. We got the Eagles next week. Are we concerned the rest of the way? The division is not 100% locked up. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's but it's not. There's no star or asterisk by our name when you look at the standings. But it's but like it's, it's not the it's Colts anymore. Up. It's the it's the Jags. It's locked. Jags up. can make a run. It's locked up. We're I'm just saying we gotta watch the out. Jags, for the Jags are what four and seven. We gotta take care of the Jags. The Jags are four and seven, right? Yes. All right. It's we still up. play them twice. It, it's locked up. I'm just saying. That's cute, John Garrett. That's cute. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, hey, last time we did this was the Jets game. That's that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> it's not. That's not even remotely. That's one game compared to. I'm just saying we can't we can't take this lightly. Okay, but the thing is, if we lose this division, we deserve to lose this division. <laughs> it's like true. we have way more concerns than losing the division. And you know what, Jordan Davis, the big uh, defensive tackle from Georgia, first round pick by is the he still Eagles. Hurt? He just that uh, he can come off IR this week. But the Eagles have been really bad at stopping the run since he's been hurt. That plays into our favor, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this. We like running into a brick wall <laughs> over and over and over. And I don't think the Eagles are necessarily a brick wall on defense right now when it comes to run defense. I hope uh, Jordan Davis is okay on Monday. Traylon Burks is probably not going to have very much success against Darius Slay, I would imagine. They've got a good secondary. Or Bradbury. But this is the game we circled on the calendar, the Eagles-Titans-A.J. Brown revenge game, potentially. Um, not looking forward to how well he plays and still waiting <laughs> on his knees to start acting up on him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not rooting for it. You know, he was sick. I just know that's what the Titans told us. He was that's sick. why they had to trade him. He was sick going into Sunday night football. Do we think he had Chipotle again? Maybe the E. coli traveled up to uh, <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, man. Well, there's our Bengals recap. It's just – it stinks that we're back to kind of a spot of like, you know, not being sure, kind of uncertainty, especially with this offense and where we're going the rest of the way. But I don't know. I did see something where we can cut – I think it's Lawan. Dupree, Tannehill, Cunningham, Cunningham, Joe Jones, which I thought was random. Which I, how much is that going to? Was save it? Us? I think it was Jamarco Jones. Oh, the guy we signed. Oh, okay. Season. Who has not played any? Has he? Mm -mm. Don't think he deserves a chance over Dennis Daly. I don't know. Anyway, we could save like fifty million dollars against the cap next year if we cut some players. I don't know if was Tannehill involved in that or not. I don't. I can't remember. I don't Tana think he was. was. Involved. 
but maybe we use that on you know some interior offensive linemen, maybe a left tackle, maybe a wide receiver. I don't think we need to spend any money on defense. Let's no. just go say that right now. Well, Jeffrey Simmons. But well, we're going to need a linebacker. Yeah. And Jeffrey David Long. Simmons and David Long. That's true. So, yeah. I thought Monty Rice played well. Yeah. He only had six snaps, but he was our highest rated defensive player. You know, I have I've also backed off my dislike of Dylan Cole. I think Dylan Cole is starting to play better. I I agree. I agree. He's, he's been kind of a beast. He's not getting burned in the in the open field like he was. Yeah, he's been solid, and he had one great run block. Oh yeah, I mean run tackle. Yeah, sure. I like, mean like he, yeah into the hole like stop like a yeah, run yeah, stop. He, yeah, he he he's blocked the run. <laughs> Why do we put him in he on block, fullback? You're right. <laughs> he blocked the guy from getting yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, well, Titans, we fall short 20 to 16. It's we are 7 and 4 now. We have now had eight straight games holding the opposing team under 20 points or 20 points or less. The next closest team, three straight games all season. I mean, it's it's very impressive what we're doing on defense, but we we got to do more because our offense if we're not going to score in the red zone, well, that's probably why Kevin Strong committed the, the penalty. He didn't want him scoring t- more than 20 points. Just not checkers. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. We're going to leave you with that, too. Just that's, some, that's, some, that's some interesting thoughts here. That's a, that's all, that's, you only get that here at Primetime Titans. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. Go USA in the World Cup today. Yes, absolutely. We thank y'all. Just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.